Radio Mano Papachango. podcast thank you for uh, listening to it because if nobody was listening to it i guess i wouldn't be able to do it and uh you know i'd be able to do it i'd be able to walk around and talk to people but um i wouldn't be able to talk to people who are busy and this week's guest is ron finley he's busy that dude's really busy uh and uh you know i've he and i met each other in vancouver right 20 12 probably um when uh, he was given a, a ted talk like a ted, ted it's not tedx but it was like a ted talent search thing that they were doing um which is how how i got connected to ted they were going around the world um sort of doing small scale talk um talks with people in different cities and a friend of mine read that they were going to be in vancouver in a couple of days and he uh you know he called me up and he said hey man you know ted's doing a thing here you should go do a ted talk and i was like yeah i don't think that's how it works you know i think you have to be invited he's like yeah but you're you you wrote that book and you know you should just do it and it's like yeah you don't just do it you don't just like walk up and say hey i'm i wrote a book you know uh, and he kept pushing me and I was like, dude, why don't you, you, you reach out to him or something, you know, and if they want me, then, so he did. And they were like, oh yeah, sure. Send Chris down. We'll, we'll, you know, add him to the show. So anyway, I went down, uh, it was great because I didn't have time to get nervous. It was like two days later or something. So I just sort of put together a very short version of the talk that I had been giving, other places and uh I went down and gave it and I guess they liked it and then that's why they invited me to the big show but anyway Ron was there as well and uh we sat next to each other at dinner that night after the the presentations and uh had a lot of laughs and really enjoyed each other's company and then we uh were both at the big event in 2013 I think it was and uh, didn't get a chance to hang out there that's that was way too busy lots of running around and stuff um, but anyway, he's been on my radar. He's a, a very interesting guy, very inspirational. He doesn't want to hear it, uh, but he is. He's a guy who exemplifies the idea that if you want to change the world, change your neighborhood. Look at yourself. Change yourself, right? Start as local as possible and let it spread from there. So if you want to change the world, don't go out and, you know, I'm going to go and, you know, change i'm gonna alleviate poverty in africa well you know what you got homeless people living within 100 meters of you right now probably uh how about looking at that um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna bring peace to the world well how about if you bring peace to your own life how about if you bring peace to your own soul how about if you try to bring peace to your family and then your neighbors and you know spread out from there because that's the way things work you know the ripple effect begins at the center and radiates out. Very rarely do you see, I can't think of an example of something that starts as a mass movement. Everything starts 
as one raindrop hitting the surface, and then it radiates outward from there. So what Ron Finley's done is, you know, he's living in a in a part of L.A. that uh, now it's pretty nice. I was there yesterday recording this with him, and it looked beautiful. Now it was, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know what it's like in the middle of the night, but uh, it's being gentrified, as he talks about a little bit in this. But anyway, you know, twenty years ago, it was a rough part of LA, uh, South Central, you know, you've heard it mentioned in hip hop songs. He looked around, he said, well, this, you know, this sucks. There's no food. Nobody's growing. There's no fresh food. There's no, uh, accessibility. People don't see where their food comes from. It comes in packages. And so he saw the problem that we all see, but what he did was he planted some seeds and he planted them in the dirt strips between the sidewalk and the street in front of his house. And then he started growing all these vegetables and encouraging people in the neighborhood to come by and, uh, you know, pull some weeds or prune this. And he'd show them how to do it. And there's no fence around it. When the fruit's ready, when the tomatoes are ripe, when the berries are, are ripe, pick them. They're free. It's nature. It's yours. It's ours. So he really did something that made perfect sense on every level, made perfect sense in a place that's poor in money. He made things that are free, a place that's poor in nutrition. He provided nutritional food in a place that's uh, poor in understanding. He provided knowledge. And what happened? Ah, resistance. He had to fight every step of the way. The city said, you can't plant edible food on that property. It's not clear who that property belongs to. It's between the sidewalk and the street. I guess it's public property. Yeah, but you've got the sort of right of way. I don't know how that works, but it was unclear. And of course, anytime things are unclear, you can't just do things for public benefit. You can't do things that make sense. So he had to fight the city government. He had to try to mobilize media attention. He had to just pull out every trick he could think of just to get something as commonsensical as growing beautiful food in an inner city, which you would think everybody would be in favor of. He's had to fight every step of the way to get it going. And now he's fighting to hold on to it. Um, my internet is down right now, so I'm recording this, but I don't have access to Wi-Fi. Otherwise, I would tell you the right now, I would tell you the web page to go to. But since I'm recording this without Wi-Fi, I can't tell you, but Ron Finley, R-O-N-F-I-N-L-E-Y, Google him, go to his webpage, and you'll see that there's, um, I think it's an Indiegogo campaign that they've got set up to try to pay for lawyers because... There was some sort of bank shenanigans. They're trying to take the property. He's trying to hold on to it, and he needs assistance. So please listen to this episode, and uh, if you are as inspired by this guy and admire, get a sense of how admirable he is. Uh, if you've got some spare change that you can uh, afford to help him out, please do that. Uh, please uh, you know, send that his way because he's paying lawyers and, you know, the other side always has more money than the good guys. That seems to be the way it works. I don't know. 
Not a whole lot new to report on the home front. I'm working on the van with Oliver this weekend, uh, installing an exhaust fan, cleaning up some uh, some rust on the roof. There's a, a leak on the roof, so we're taking out the rust. Putting in uh, uh, an exhaust fan. What else are we doing? Oh, I've, I ordered a hatch uh, to put over the bed so I can lie in the bed and look up and see the stars and the clouds and have fresh air come right down onto the bed. Uh, yeah, I ordered that from a, a marine supply company, so it's going to be like a sailboat hatch. Going to put that on, water tank, framing out uh, some storage under the bed, stuff like that. So it's fun. It's great. And it's so much easier and more fun to do it with a buddy, especially a buddy who knows what the fuck he's doing. It's great. So I'm really grateful to Oliver. And again, where did Oliver come from? He came from the podcast. So many good things have come into my life from this podcast. So again, thank you for making this uh, an ongoing concern, whether you support it financially or not, uh, just by listening to it and telling people about it and reviewing it on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that makes it a, a legit concern that people respond to. People like Ron make time for it. And people like Oliver reach out and say, hey, let me help you out, man. You know, I've got a garage. I've got tools. I know what I'm doing. Exactly what I need. Perfect. So anyway, uh, I guess I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm going to play a couple of tunes. Uh, so I'll, I'll uh, tell you what they're going to be now. I played one. I think I played this on an earlier episode, but I love this song. I'm going to play it again. It's called Bullet in a Target, and the artist is Citizen Cope. Uh, I don't know anything about them, but I love this fucking song. And it sort of ties into the theme of of uh, some of the work that Ron's trying to do um, to give people opportunities that they might not otherwise have. And the other song I'm going to play is uh, called King Had a Dream by Natty, N-A-T-T-Y. And uh, that also ties into what Ron's trying to do. And, and in fact, what Ron has uh, succeeded in doing. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I know you will. I certainly, I certainly enjoyed recording it yesterday. I'm still kind of on a bit of a high. Uh, I really like this guy. And... Uh, and what he's doing and what his his role is in the world. He's an um, inspirational guy. And uh, like I said, he doesn't want to hear that, but that makes him all the more inspirational. So I hope you feel inspired and go outside and perspire a little bit. It's all about inspiration and perspiration. All right. Take it easy. Catch you next week. Check with a couple commas, people wanna bomb us. 
more people gotta scatter and run from us. Blame it on Zeus and Apollo and Adonis. But what you done here is put yourself between a bullet and a target. And it won't be long before you're pulling yourself away. What you done here is put yourself between a bullet and a target. And it won't be long before you're pulling yourself away. Seeing her for years She got dark, dark wavy hair Well, her voice that she just don't care She got a skirt with a novel top She got a daddy never gave her She drink a beer with a mantra shot She got knocked up in a pickup truck She got engaged when she was 19 To this dude who was acting insane Had a 45 that he always claimed Said one day, one day, one too many days. Now we thought that she ran away, never to be heard from, never to be seen. I took a cover of a magazine. I'm just wondering how, just wondering how. What you done is put yourself between a bullet and a target, and it won't be long before you're putting yourself away. What you done is. Put yourself between a bullet and a target And it won't be long before You're pulling yourself away Once you die here Just put yourself between a bullet and a target And it won't be long before You're pulling yourself away Once you die here Put yourself between a bullet and a target And it won't be long before South Central? Am I in South Central? You're, you're well. Technically, according to them, no. Uh, but I mean, of course, it's South Los Angeles now, uh, right. anyway. But we still yeah. call it South Central. So fuck you. My whole thing, <laughs> you know, you motherfuckers changed the name, but you didn't change nothing else. It's like some uh, Jedi mind shit. Look, it's right. a new place because uh, the names changed. Yeah, yeah. They didn't change nothing else, dude. Yeah, that but, never but works. The name. <laughs> I, never I, think works. They, I think they think it works though, Chris. 
They think it does, but I mean, look at the Middle East, you know? Like after World Jason, War One. Yeah, just, okay, now this is Syria, this is Lebanon. Like, what? What are you talking about? We're tribes. We don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it never works. All right, so we're, we're, we're here, wherever the fuck we are, we're, 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 we're in inside, a garden. We're inside, we're, we're on the street, on the parkway in in my garden, which is, uh, which is called beautiful. the Gangster Garden, Gangster and we garden. and we have um, here. Here, try those it. are edible, right? Yeah, you, yeah. you never had this. This is a nasturtium. Try yeah, this. Yeah, nasturtium. Yeah, they're beautiful. I had a buddy who used to, um, same guy who taught me how to grow weed. Really? Had a beautiful garden. That's funny. You would have loved it here yesterday. I I did a. Uh, they came by to get some food from me from Bong Appetit. Have you seen Bong? that? <laughs> Have you seen no, it? Have you seen it? It's a cable show. It's real mm. much popular as hell. But every B O N G. All the yeah. yeah, all the everything has um has um some uh, medicinals or some some weed in the food. Every di every every meal that they cook has weed in it. Mm. You know, I don't get down, never have Yeah, you but you don't need that kind of I grow, exposure. I grow um you know, I grow uh I don't grow it. But, you know, they want to, they do food, so I grow food, so I'm not, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only, I mean, I have a green thumb for weed. <laughs> That's it. That's the only thing I've ever grown. <laughs> so do you smoke your product? Do you use your product? I don't product? much anymore, oh. honestly. I enjoy growing it more than I enjoy smoking it, but I have friends, you know, and so it's yeah. always nice for that. Um, I started with this guy I mentioned who had the nasturtium, is that what's called? Nasturtium. Nasturtium. But see, what's cool is that's the flower I just gave you is edible and also the leaf. The leaf. Is edible. It's the same sort of slightly, slightly spicy. Yeah. What I, what I, what's interesting about them is it's almost mm. like a good meal, a, a, you know, one of those high cuisine meals where you don't taste everything at one time. Mm. It's like it's notes and then it hits yeah. you with that little bam in the back, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice flavor. Yeah. So I'm sitting in this urban garden. Yeah. Uh, we're actually in, in what looks like almost a wigwam. <laughs> you know, it's the framing of a wigwam, but there's like a big ass hole at the top here. I didn't finish it. I didn't know if I wanted to finish it. Well, why but would you? I mean, I know. this is come this from, is really nice. this is, this has come from, um, all the branches here from all the trees that are here. Oh, you no. made this structure? I made this. Oh, this is yeah, beautiful. I made this. It's it's part of the. This is part of the whole process where I want to show people, Chris. There is no trash. There, ah. There's only art waiting to happen. These branches would have wound up in a landfill and not done what they were, you know, what yeah. they could have done. Possibly. I mean, can I videotape you here? Because yeah. uh, sometimes I do this. This is a multimedia presentation. Right. Well, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is part of my worldwide <laughs> multimedia <laughs> empire. All right, so here we are inside the uh, this wigwam. Imagine at night. That would be really nice. Look up at the stars. No, and it actually has little twinkle lights on it, too. But I, this, and this these is, are the flowers I just ate right over here. Yeah, those are the nasturtium. Nasturtium. You know, but I have a volunteer tomato growing up. Um, there's some um, lilies. And, I mean, see, okay, you guys. What is this, uh, broccoli there? No, no, no. That That's actually kale. That's red Russian kale, and that's um, celery. Uh -huh. um, and that's uh, ch some Swiss chard over there. And that big plant right there is uh, artichoke. Artichoke, right. And you also have, this is an almond tree. Ah, And nice. right behind you is um, a fig tree, and next to that is an apricot tree. And beyond is a plum tree. Wow. So we have pomegranates, 
you know it's, it's all about food but it's first and foremost it's all about beauty is this this i want to show people that you can design with plants and it can still be beautiful it doesn't have to look like to me a farm you yeah. know it's not pretty it's just yeah. it's, it, it goes against nature what we're trying to do here what i've done here <laughs> This is all about nature. This is all about repurposing the structure that we were sitting in. Everything here came from here. Yeah. You know, everything is just like in the forest. Yeah. Ain't nobody gardening in the damn forest. It just it happens, you know, um, and everything that falls in the forest, you know, decomposes from the animals to the leaves to the trees. A leaf falls for a reason in a right. particular season. It's right. not just a leaf. It's right. still, once that leaf falls, it's still doing work. And that's right. what I'm trying to show people. Correctly. Right. So you got the whole cycle going on yeah. there. And what we're standing, what you're, what you right see here, there's some compost what here. You're, what you're, um, this is um, coffee chafe, you know, the, from the, the bean has that little thin layer on it when mm. they roast it. That goes into the, they throw that away. Mm. Millions of pounds all the time. It could go right back into the soil. So you're looking right. at a mixture of sawdust and coffee chase that we and just to sit so we can sit in here and you got this little cushy carpet you know kind of thing right. so i'm trying to show people everything can be repurposed right you know right and it doesn't just have one function you know you you've in what you just said you connected with like five different you rang like five <laughs> different bells for me so this is going to be a little a little dis, disorganized all right but that's no, nature is, but nature that's, that's nature it is yeah, organized it, in it, a it large is. sense but shit happens yeah so Okay, you're talking about uh, returning to natural cycles. You're talking about uh, beauty and sort of functionality being essentially the same thing. We separate them exactly. in the industrial world, you know, for efficiency and all yeah. that. But you're also talking about um, sort of returning, it's from my perspective, yeah. you know, I'm always looking at things from the sort of prehistoric world, you know, how civilization has led us exactly. astray and yeah. all that. <laughs> Uh, Literally. Yeah. This space that we're sitting on right now, and, and one of the big issues I think you've had over yeah. the years, is that we're sitting on public property. You've put all this work into property that you don't actually own, and the food is available for anybody who wants it. Exactly. So you're, you're, in addition to all this sort of agricultural stuff, gardening things you're doing, you're also subverting the zero sum, this is mine, that's yours, keep your hands off mine. You're subverting the whole sort of capitalist, consumerist, private property based way of thinking. And that's what makes this dangerous. That's what's getting you in trouble. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, this the skin tone has got so? me in trouble most of my life. You think so? <laughs> I know so. Try being born black. Yeah. <laughs> maybe next time. Yeah, right? maybe. It's a little late for me at this point. <laughs> I'm so white, I'm almost transparent, man. So I got your ass out here in the sun. <laughs> if I were any whiter, I'd be. You'd see right through me. Yeah. Uh, no, right. but it is. Yeah. That's that's why. That's what. That's that's the. That's the part that I want. That's the gangster part, you know. That right. this is that this is subversive. That this is, you know, you you be. This is some renegade shit, you know. Right. The, the be. This is about. See, people think it's just about food, Chris. And I'm so glad that you picked up on all that because most people know. You know, they want to take me from being a fashion designer to a gardener. How do you do that? How do you mm. go from? It's the same it's damn the same. thing. It's, it's like where do you think that? 
It's the beauty. Yeah. Well, where do you think the fabric comes from? Right. From the ground. Where do you think that we go back to? Right. We turn into compost. We're carbon. People wake the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we think we're bigger and Mother Nature is something that we go to. No, your nature, dude. Look right. in the mirror. Right. That's what I'm trying to get people to realize. Man, I'm right with you. My whole thing is you know, uh, trying to get uh, people call me a shame exorcist, right. you know, and a lot of that is just acknowledge that you're an animal. You eat, you fuck, fuck you shit, shit, you die. Right. Period. And so much and of the problem is that we're trying to deny that. Exactly. You know, like, oh, you black people, you're right. animals, but right. not us we're white not people. Us. We're, we're angels. You know, right. everybody else is an animal. We're not. Right. An, there's all this kind of bullshit about how we're further away from the earth. So we're better. Like no, we're floating in the sky. I mean, what no, the fuck? You think about, you know, you mentioned that and there was you know there was this thing that they had started you know years and years and years and centuries ago that black people had tails and a lot of people thought that shit was real right. you know and so it is some and demonizing. the Jews have horns and horns yeah so it was some demonizing bullshit you yeah. know um, and but it's the, funny you say demonizing but that but it's animalizing. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And and we have but set most it demons up. Demons look like what though? They what do they like make fo- them yeah, look like? Goats and yeah, right. Fucking They're centaurs and yeah. shit. You know yeah. they make. <laughs> Yeah, and not to get too too weird on this, but they yeah, all, there's also we're, we're we're gonna take this somewhere else. Don't no, we? no, no. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck they, they love this shit. <laughs> They're used to me, man. <laughs> you don't know. You're just slipping right into it. But there's also, I mean, part of the whole demonization thing is uh, dicks, right? You know, I don't know if you've been to Greece, no. but the yeah, have, the, the images that they sell, like in the airport and everything, of the the what's what's it called the fucking the, the spirit that's half man half uh, uh beast it's all about having big dicks and in europe before world war ii the jews who were animalized demonized right, yeah. were also like there's this big thing about jews it's, Wait, it's you think they, really... they celebrate the penis and they have a festival have you seen oh in japan. in japan yeah yeah, yeah. that's so great with and the little you... girls in the popsicles oh, man. <laughs> you know and guy and just a big big giant penis is yeah. all over the place yeah. that they celebrate i mean which i yeah. think eh, you should be celebrating that shit you know, uh, but right. um, you not know. demonizing it. No, not demonizing. I mean, that's where worship the from. worship the dick. Yeah, no, what? it's funny. I had what a, di- I, you know, I do this Airbnb. I do this Airbnb thing, and there was this couple here, this truffle. I forgot how they call it. It's a three people. Oh, a, tri- a range tri- triad. They, no, they were they cuss. They came up with something for oh. the name, and. Um, you know, and they, you know, we got into a conversation about, you know, they about marriage and da da da. And she says, well, I think the pussy should be leased and the dick should be leased. So she says, lease the pussy, lease the dick with her fist in the air. This is a dinner. Release it. <laughs> yeah. Lease, no, lease it. Lease like, it. Like it should just be a lease agreement when you're tired of it. Oh, yeah, I like, see. Like a new All car, right. just turn that shit in. Yeah, and I've never understood when they say the prostitutes sell themselves. They yeah. don't sell themselves. They they lease themselves. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rental. A rental. It's not. A, it's not like. <laughs> Your time's up, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get, get out of here. All right. Anyway, back to the garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought we're still. We haven't left the. We garden. We haven't left the garden. You Sex know? is a big part yeah, of it. No, it is, and that's one of the things. So you want to talk about freaks? I mean, the freakiest shit is happening under our feet in this soil all day. There's some serious fucking going on. Oh, yeah. 24 hours a day. Yeah. That's the thing with the gardens. I mean, I think every life's lesson, Chris, can be taught in this garden. Mm. And these kids that are sitting in these schools and these classrooms under these low ceilings right now, yeah. under these fucking fluorescent, fluorescent lights, lights, they should be yeah. in the garden right yeah. now. And that's right where the classroom should be. Yeah. yeah. So let, let's. how did you become 
the gangster gardener, if that's if that's what you are, because <laughs> uh, you're uh, from this neighborhood. Oh yeah, yeah, Florence and um, Florence and Normandy. Yeah, which was the flashpoint where the, the riot ha happened. You know, but I was the Rodney King thing. The Rodney King, but I've seen I was in, in, I've seen both of them. You know, sixty-five and oh, you're here. Was so. that the Watts? The Watts, yes, sir. Uh, and yeah. it's the was the anniversary. Uh, I guess it's the anniversary of Rodney King's. Are you old like enough? 25. How old? You're not older than me, are you? E more than like. Nah, I'm 55. You can't yeah, I'm, be. I'm older than you, but don't tell nobody. Did uh, I just say man. that shit on the radio? We, we, Did I just say that shit on we the radio? You want me to take that off? No. <laughs> You, you telling everyone you're 28? Yeah, nah, well, I don't tell them shit. I just don't know your fucking man. I can, you know, still, you know, people think you get to a certain age and your shit don't work. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, really? That's, that's some no, bullshit. No. You know, no, yeah. It works better than you, you ever. You why you bullshit and you take care of your shit, your shit still work. Yeah. It's like a car. It's like, exactly. you got a cube, all those old cars are working great, man, and they look good, too. I know, see, that's, I got, I got, that's my oldie, what was it, 30 years old? Really? 250-something oh, miles on it. yeah. Are you yeah. riding that three-wheel yeah, thing that, I saw? Yeah, that Can-Am's mine, too. What's that like? I love it. You can ride it. I had want. a I had a motorcycle for seven years. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. Can Am should probably kick me one in since I give him so much plug. But hey, who knows? Yeah, you know, give me a new one. Uh, but yeah, I, I um, those are my couple of my modes of transportation. You know. So you're based here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. No, totally. But you're doing a lot of traveling. I do a lot of traveling. Yep. So you and I are TED alums from yeah the same year yep. actually 2013. 2013. Yeah. Right. Did, uh, did shit change for you a lot after that? A lot, uh, a lot. I mean, you know, it's funny because all the promises and all the accolades and things that I got from the TED community that was there and the things that were, a lot of that shit didn't happen. A lot of the, you know, people, oh yeah, we want, we're gonna talk, we want to do this, and yeah, we gonna help you do this. And, yeah. You know, that shit didn't happen. You know, I, uh, but what did happen was uh, just exposure to what I'm doing, and um, I mean, I my um, I had a, a successful, you know, talk at TED, and um, it's uh, it's changed my life. I got mad respect for what they do. I mean, it's it's all you know, two com two corporations, you know, that people can't really say nothing bad about. To me, is you know, is TED and um, Whole Foods. You know, because people don't know what goes on in the background. People don't, you know, people, you know, the food's too expensive. You know, it's hopeful. I'm like, anybody going into Gucci's telling them that their clothes and their bags are too expensive? Anybody going mm. to Ferrari? No. So I just shut the hell up. Right. You know, it's like, this is free enterprise. The no one's thing. forcing you to go. Yeah, there. no. Yeah. Same thing with, you know, Ted. Yeah, their tickets are outrageous and I can't afford them. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I see what they're doing. They don't have to give that content up like they're doing. You know, they don't have to. Uh, so I got I got mad respect for him. Is this gonna bother you? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. There's an airplane going over. We're, we're in a city. We're in yeah. a garden, but we're in a city. And, and, and there's a train right behind us. Yeah, that's new. <laughs> that's new. Uh, so okay, you you grew up here. You went to like finish high school. You yep. go to normal mm -hmm. schooling and all that. Yep. And then did all you that. go to study fashion somewhere? Yeah, how did that happen? Well, I, when I was 15, I studied tailoring in night school. I didn't, um, you know, I, I'm a product of my environment, but I'm not a product of my environment, if that makes any sense, right. you know, because 
uh, if I was, you'd probably be certain, you know, if I was truly, truly a product of my environment, you'd probably be bringing me cigarettes and talking through me through a piece, talking to me through a piece of glass. Right. You have a lot of, a lot of friends. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that gang stuff? Or? Oh yeah. Well, just, just, uh, just hood shit. Yeah. But a lot of gangs, a lot of, you know, a lot of drugs, a lot of, um, you know, um, a lot of missed opportunities or a lot of not not having opportunities. That's why I tell people I don't, you know, it's like with what I'm doing with the Ron Finley project. I'm not, I'm not people. You're giving people hope, and I'm like, I hope not. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to be no hope seller. I want. I'm selling opportunity. Mm. People need to know what we're standing on right now, Chris, right. is opportunity to right. change your fucking life. And that's so how does is. that work? How would that be opportunity? Well, think about it. Money grows on trees, Chris. It's not like right. when we were kids, you know, what your parents tell you? Money don't grow on trees. Go get a job. Right. If they had any sense. If our parents had any sense, they would say, you want some money? Go plant some trees. Right. I saw trees in Sweden that are 150 years old that are still giving apples. You want to talk about return on investment? Right. <laughs> right. You know, so, no, money grows on trees. Yeah. So that's, so... What I'm doing is showing people that we need to have a reverence. We need to have a respect. We need to have honor for the soil because we're carbon. That, right. you know, having honor and having respect for the soil, as far as I'm concerned, is having honor and respect for yourself. Right. You know, because that's what we turn into. But they, even though they put us in these boxes, what happens to us? So baking compost, Chris, this is one of the lessons, big lesson that I got from, from gardening. When I saw this compost heat up to... 150 degrees that I took this so-called dead stuff mm -hmm. and this green stuff, right. carbon, nitrogen, and I put them together. How the hell, okay, if this was dead, yeah. where the hell did this heat, where did, where did this heat come from? Yeah. And why is it changing? Right. It let me, it let me know that nothing dies. Yeah. Ever. Right. Do we die? So is that giving you a more sort of a holistic sense of life and death? Are you, are you more at peace with your own mortality having spent so much time with this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm totally, totally. I mean, I, I've been, um, yeah, it's, it's not nothing that, you know, you try to prevent it and stay healthy as long as you can. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, it ha it's going to happen. That, that in taxes, like they say, it's going to happen. So, you know, make the best of it while we're here. And the thing, the, the shitty thing is, we don't know how long we're here. But what we do know, our ass is going to turn the car back to a pile of carbon. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, that's what I'm trying to get people to realize. There is no separation from, you know, Mother, mother Nature and us because yeah. we are nature. I think that's the root of the entire um, mistake it, of Western you civilization. It, you think so? Yeah. 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 It's the it's it's what we were joking about earlier. It's yeah. this fear of mortality, right? Because we're the only animal that knows it's going to die. Right. Just, you don't think the killer whales don't, don't know they're going to die? They, they, they know they that seal's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know that. But I don't think they know they're going to die. But, uh, you know, especially the apex predators, right? right. They're, no, nothing's killing killer whales. Right. But, uh, you know, and we, we deal with There's this whole research area called the terror management theory. It's really interesting. I had a guy on the podcast who does this research. And he's shown, and his colleagues have shown, that when you prime people to think about their mortality, the way they think changes. Like they get more 
anti-immigrant. They get more. They like a judge will give a higher sentence to someone if he's reminded that he's going to die someday than if he isn't. There's all this really interesting stuff. It triggers. It, it makes us nasty and aggressive because we're terrified. It, wow. It's like anything else. It's like a gay person who pretends they're not gay or you He's know whatever. Yeah, you get you're you're spending so much energy trying to keep it down that you lose control of shit and it, it always comes up. But why would your mortality af affect you treating somebody else a certain way, Chris? Uh, what they've shown is that it affects the in-group and out-group uh, thinking, right? So like, for example, one of the, the projects, the research projects, was they interview people walking down the sidewalk and they say, um, you know, so, Illegal immigrants, no penalty, a year in prison, a fine, 10 years, you know, whatever. And so they interview them just before they get to the funeral home, and then others they interview just after they've passed the funeral home, right? So they don't even say anything to them about how they're going to die. It's just they've just walked past the funeral home. So they're sort of subconsciously aware of it. And the answers are totally different. To after the funeral home, it's like, throw them in prison for 10 years, kick them out of the country. Before the funeral home, it's like, yeah, whatever. If they're not hurting anyone, it doesn't matter. So there's this whole kind of something about mortality, being reminded of mortality on that level makes people very suspicious of strangers and more aggressive. But then there's this other wow. research that when you get beyond being reminded and actually are facing this stuff, then it has a different effect. Like there's a book called Paradise Built in Hell. that's uh, really interesting about disaster sociology. And so there's this idea, uh, you know, the sort of Hobbesian vision of the universe that before the state, everything was solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short, right? Nature is horrible and it's all death and destruction. And, you know, we're all just wolf. Man is a wolf to man. And if there weren't Lions cops around, bears, yeah, I know. And you'd be trying to kill me and I'd be trying to steal your shit. And we'd be, you know, so we need the state to protect us. What they find is that when the state collapses, people take care of themselves and each other. People just come out and take it. People are generous and kind and they take in strangers. And then they look back on it as the best time in their life. Because there was meaning and community. Right? Well, and that's what, I'm, that's what this is all about. You said it. And that's, that's where the opportunity is. That's what I'm trying to give them people. I tell people, I'll take a, I'll take a boat load of, um, I, I'll, take a, I'll take a cup of opportunity over a boatload of hope every day. Mm. You know, every day. Yeah. And, um, and and that's what this is. It's showing. It's it's got so many opportunities in where we're sitting right now. Right. You know, opportunities in the way people see nature, opportunity in the way people see themselves, what people smell, all of this, and the way these. I mean, even the way these schools are designed, Chris. It's like that shit. People don't get it. All this shit is by design. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why is this hundred thousand dollar diamond that's in my hand, Chris? Why is it worth a hundred thousand dollar? Yeah. But why? Because why? people believe it is. Yeah, That's because it. somebody said this, fiction. this is worth a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and so people buy that. People buy into that dumb, yeah. that dumb shit. Why? This is a rock that came out the fucking ground somewhere, and people yeah. died for it. And not all of a sudden it's oh yeah, this is this one's a rare. I thought the last one was rare. <laughs> You and know? they, and they actually, it's artificially rare. Right. Because the DeBoer's guys keep like, no, you know, only sell a certain amount certain per amount. year. So, but we, we buy into that shit mm -hmm. um, constantly. But, uh, and people don't get it when I tell says it's by, the shit's by design. And I'm like, what do you mean, Ron? I said, these communities. I said, beauty don't really cost that much more than ugly. You right. know, it's the thought. Uh -huh. You know, so um, 
and you you and the thing about it i've had a situation where i've been to both sides my kids went to private school uh-huh. you know i went to public school and i still participate in some of the public schools and i see that nothing's changed i see these you know 45 kids in one classroom with one teacher that's losing her mind you know and i i see the food that they they're served so how do you expect them to compete yeah with anything with anybody across town because you're giving them this bullshit food that it, I mean, it can't even be classified as food. Let's say food-ish shit. And all these you know? vending machines yeah. and fast food. Yeah, so no, all that's by design because we go to a na- another neighborhood. We go to Pasadena. We go to Brentwood. We go to, yeah, thanks for the visit, butterflies. Uh, we go to these other neighborhoods, and they're not designed like that. These areas, and it's across America, if it's black, brown, or red, it's designed for death. You might as well call them death camps. Hmm. You know, because there, there's nothing healthy, nothing. We can get, I can get liquor faster than I can get uh, an organic apple every day. Yeah. Every fucking, all I have to do is do my hand like this and alcohol appears in it. Yeah. You know, why is that? That shit does, it's not like that in Pasadena. It's not, like, it's not like three miles away in Culver City. It's not like that. This shit's by design and people don't see it. Why do we have 24-hour drugstores? legal drugstores that are open 24 hours. Why do you shut a supermarket, even though you should have, because one shouldn't they're healthy, but then you replace it with um, a CVS. And up on front of the CVS, what it first said when they opened it was drugs and liquor. Now, they, they change one of the signs and it says groceries. You know, but, yeah. but what does that tell? And they them? don't even have groceries. It's all packaged. Well, well, they have. They might. They have milk. Some of them have eggs uh, and shit now. You know, because yeah. they know they closed the supermarkets. So but they, they don't have give like them. produce or anything. No, no. So that, yeah. to me, all of these systems are by design. You know, and it's time that we change the design because it's not working for us. Yeah. And it's like you just said with, you know, if that government was not there. You know, and that's what this is. This is for the community. That's why it's here. It's free. Look right. at what's possible. Look at the possibilities. Look at what you, you come over here and get some food. Come over here and have a conversation where we're not scared of each other. And I right. think what we're doing right now is having these conversations. That's going to change the fucking. That's, I mean, because I've, I've had conversations with people all over the world. And first, you know, you see the, you know, they're, they're kind of scared and, you know, suspect. But all of a sudden you touch them and you have a conversation with them and they realize it's like what you say we have sex <laughs> we eat and we shit you know we have this and most of us have the same opera um, the same things that we want out of life the same objectives <laughs> excuse me seemed like a good moment to sneeze when we had a helicopter coming <laughs> right. i've been saving and that up no, for a while look look what they're putting in the air the yeah. chemtrails. Yeah. <laughs> don't, uh, don't get me started I on won't. that. <laughs> Why do you can see it right there? Okay, why that plane didn't leave him? Why is that plane leaving? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But it's all the Jedi mind trick and the figment of our imagination. You know, I, uh, I went to prison briefly in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I noticed when I was in this prison, it was a medium security prison. Mm-hmm. The first thing I noticed was it looked just like school. Looks just like a school. Just like it. Yeah. Just like it. And so you're, when you're talking about how this on, is by bro. design, it's like, fuck, man, long sight lines, no place to hide, you know, everything's straight, right angles. It's control. It's all about controlling people. And Nothing. when you said it's a prison camp, it's, it is. A it's designed camp. like a fucking Nothing prison. Nothing in nature is straight. Yeah. 
Well, except crystals. Right. Well, they're not. They still, still have these angles, but that's about it when they yeah. straight lines. Yeah. 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 In, yeah. Some on, nothing on alive the, anyway. No, straight. Come yeah. On. So yeah. it's it's um, rivers, you know, and yeah. oh, nothing, yeah. you know, they all have these sh and they yeah. flow and they slow down. So and there's circles everywhere. Yes. That's why I asked you if your sense of mortality changed being in, immersed in nature and all that. I I think so. I mean, I've never been I've never been caught up on oh when I'm gonna die when I'm gonna die, but I think it it what it let me what it allowed me to realize is that you don't die. It's an energy transfer. Yeah. One of my sons, you know, that's what happens when you send him to these expensive ass private schools. <laughs> you know, he, uh, you know, I, he, I show, man, come look at this compost. It was yeah. steaming. It was all the steam was blowing all of it. It's like, damn, he had never seen it. But then immediately he took it to like one of the laws of what was uh, Newton or one of them. Thermodynamics. Ener energy never dies. It uh, just transfers. It just transfers. Yeah. And he, yeah. that's where he went immediately. And I'm like, that's interesting. I'm glad. Yeah. Is that what that 20000 a year got me? You know? <laughs> <laughs> just that. First, he was amazed, you know. Yeah. You know, so, so no, it, it's, and that's where, that's where it took me to. Exactly there, man, that, um, that, wow, it's just, it's an energy transfer. And there, there's energy, and it's, and we do, I mean, we are the aliens, Chris, and I think most people, we're the aliens that we're looking for. Right. You know, um, yeah. you know that's, that's what I think, and we have so many things about us that we can heal ourselves, but that, that wouldn't be, um, would be good if we all were, knew that there's certain things about us that we could heal ourselves, because now, you know, you're messing with the medical industrial complex. You know, I, you, yeah. you need me to heal you and you need to be on this drug for the rest of your life. Right. Right. You know, but yeah, you, you write up, look at the colors of the prisons and look at the colors of the schools. Why shouldn't these kids go in and there's just bright colors and there's yeah. grass and there's trees and there's shade and there, yeah. instead of asphalt, which gives off heat. You know. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing that's crazy about schools is we put a bunch of kids the same age in a room with one adult. Right. That's not the way humans evolve. Right. You, you, don't, you know, who's, who's the most important person to an eight-year-old? Right. A ten-year-old. A ten-year-old knows what's up, you know? The, and the, an adults may as well be another species, right. you know? Who the fuck are you? I don't even know what you're talking about. But this ten-year-old, man, they got it worked out. And yet we, we do this weird age isolation and you, stuff. And you can't tell me that we don't know that. You yeah. can't tell me. I mean, and I think the whole thing, even with the universities and things, I think it's because you can't have that many people on the street at the same time. There's not enough jobs. There's not enough this. I mean, think it's like you got to do this for four years, and then you got to do it for another four, or you got to do this for six, or you got to be in here for two. And then you come out in debt for life that's another way or live another or nice live. hook in your jaw right there and yeah. the shit that you learned is antiquated right. by the time right. that you get out of school it's by the time you go in <laughs> i mean come on i tell people on this podcast all the time i mean i went to school i went through i got a student loan that'll like blow your mind but uh I always tell people like, uh, do, do you don't go to school. Why would yeah. you, you know, for, finish your undergrad or whatever if you can? But but after that, Bounce. you don't need it. You got the internet. You got direct access to everybody Everything. around the world. There's all the information you could possibly absorb is already yeah. out there and it's yeah. free. Take advantage of it. This, Podcast. That makes books. you dangerous. I think you're a little more dangerous. You might. You're dangerous. More dangerous. Yeah, than but me. I'm white, Ron. Nobody's yeah, but you're, mess tell, with you're me. telling white people not to go to school now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you're going to slide over to my category sooner uh, or later, Chris. Yeah, could be, could be. I got a foot in Spain. Hey, now, how's it going, man? How you doing this morning? Good. 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 Uh, yeah, I got I got a permanent residency in Spain, so if things get weird, I just I can go tap out. I, exactly, I just slide across the border. I gotta and do something like that, you know. I got some I got some. I'm trying to make some make some things work in Canada. You know? Yeah, you gotta marry a Canadian woman. Nah, I ain't gotta go that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was reading the other day something I didn't know, but it makes perfect sense and and sort of blew my mind a little bit. Uh, you know all the pilgrimage trails in in Europe in the medieval days. People used to walk. You know, the Camino de Santiago is the famous one that people still walk. Uh, but they were all over the place. They went all over Europe. All the the roads. Along the roads were chestnut trees and apple trees and pear trees and cherry trees. I didn't know that, Chris. And so the local people would go out and prune the trees, and when is in the spring that you right. prune trees or whatever. And so they'd maintain them, and it was sort of like your contribution to your larger world that right. you would take care of the trees near your village. So you could walk from fucking Stockholm to Madrid. Stop without taking any food with you because all along the way literally there were nuts and fruit and everything a, just falling off the trees there's a pilgrimage from stockholm there's there's literally a road that you can walk they all intersected yeah yeah wow. people still do it a friend of mine rode his bike from holland to santiago in spain hmm. along the camino de santiago i didn't know that i mean shit, yeah just going from um from den where was it or denmark to malmo um, Sweden, you know, they got this long ass bridge. Yeah. You know, the cost, I think it's like a bridge costs $175 a day or something. You know, it's nah. ridiculous what the people were paying. Yeah. You know, but yeah, no, I didn't, that would be a kind of cool thing to do. But just yeah. the idea, like we've got all these, you know, we're planting trees everywhere. Why aren't they fruit trees? Why aren't they nut trees? Because that would, that, because. That's, that undercut that's, the stores. Oh, oh, come on. It, come everything's got to cost something. But that's counterproductive. I don't, I think I need to take my mic off because, because I think you're going to get, you're going to get me in trouble. You're going to start ranting. Right? <laughs> no, you, I, I don't want it. When they come and get you, I don't want them to come and get me too. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> no, I'm the bad influence. I ain't got huh? shit to do with this, you guys. <laughs> all right, this is all me. This is all me. Oh, no, dude. I, I no, said, it's, it, and that's what what this is what you just explained is just what this is about yeah uh, apple shouldn't cost you six dollars yeah. give me a break and nobody should have this a commodity at, like that they own i own the apples yeah. i own all the pomegranates i own all of this when people get, wake the fuck up and realize you can grow it and you can share it with your neighbors just like yeah. they're doing and that's why it's funny because I tell people, why do you, we need you to come speak to who or didn't. I'm like, why? It's, this is common sense. Right. I'm not some academic right. red kind of intelligent like that guy. Right. Shit is common sense. You yeah. put a tree and there's more food than you can eat. You share it. Right. People come by and they get it. So just imagine if across the street they had the same thing I did. And then down the street they had some more. It's like, it's just like what you said. It's your contribution. Yeah. You know, what we're doing is healing this planet with this stuff. Yeah. You know, because we're healing the inhabitants of the planet. You know what gets me? Hmm. You know, we're talking about all this stuff in terms of class and race and, you know, yep. like Pasadena versus mm -hmm. this neighborhood and so on. But the thing that gets me is you hang out with very wealthy people, as yep. you have yep. and I have. I mean, Ted is full of them. Yep. They're no happier than anyone no. else. No, A lot of them are actually miserable as fuck. Right. So 
What does it mean that the so-called winners of this game that we're all playing aren't winning? They're losing too. What kind of casino is it where everyone walks away with less than they came with? So I, I've been writing about this in this, in this book I'm working on now, and I came to the conclusion that it's not that the way I've been thinking about this and most people think about it in terms of like, okay, you got these very wealthy people and they're exploiting the rest of us. And so we need some sort of, you know, class warfare. Like, I hate that phrase, but, you know, whatever it is. That's not really it because they're losing too. Right. They th- they might think they're winning, but they're not. They're miserable. They're living alone in their big ass mansions and paying someone to pretend they love them. And right. you know, it's fucking miserable. And you look at actual happiness, like right. people who are content with their lives. They're not wealthy people. They're no. people who are embedded in a community. Yeah. Who like you got my back. I got your yep. back. That's what makes people happy. And live longer. Yeah. And live longer if yep. that community isn't a street gang. Exactly. Right, but right. that's one of the reasons that people get into gangs, right? It's right. like, I it's got your back. It's for community, right. I remember reading, you know, Sebastian Junger? No. Yeah, he's a journalist. He was embedded with these guys in Afghanistan mm-hmm. in the Korangal Valley. He wrote a book about, about it called War, and then he, there was a documentary as well that was really good. But anyway, somebody said to him in this interview, like, well, why do these guys do that? I mean, these guys are Marines. They don't know anything about geopolitics right. and pipelines, and you know, they don't give a fuck. And he's like, well, the reason they do it is love, right? They get out there, they don't give a shit, like whatever's going on, you guys sent us out here, so now we're here. These are my guys. I'll die for him, he'll die for me. That's why we do it. And that made me so fucking sad because it it made me think of, um, you know, every once in a while you see, like when you see these civil rights things, you know, or the the Nazis or whatever, you see these these dogs, these police dogs that are being used for really nasty yeah. shit, but the dog's just trying to be good, right? right. The dog, it's just, it's a dog. It right. doesn't hate <laughs> black people or Jews or whatever. It's exactly. just a fucking dog, you know? <laughs> but, I, so that's how I feel like, that's what we're doing to each other. And you know, the, we're, it's the enemy isn't each other. The enemy is a super organism. I'm gonna blow your mind here. Mm-hmm. All right, but you'll get yeah, this because be it's biology. Okay. So. You know, you were saying... I was in the remedial class. Let's start there, though. Okay. (laughs) Then you'll get it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Because most of my ideas are pretty remedial. But, like, you know, this this soil right here, this garden. Right. This garden, we could talk about it as a thing. It's Mm -hmm. a garden. But in reality, what it is is an extremely complex system, a community of all these millions of organisms interacting in a way that somehow, on some some massive level, produces this. This system, this 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 uh, this uh, balance that we see here, right? You're the same. Your yeah. gut has all these organisms yeah. in it that you need to survive. If you remove them, you're dead you're in a blood. second, right? Your skin, your eyes, your everything, your blood. Each of us is a system. So you're a super organism. I'm a super organism. Everything is made up of other things. You know, it's like we were talking about conservation mm-hmm. of energy. Then what? do we make up exactly what's above us that we're part of right institutions right oh governments religions <laughs> corporations right they're living things right they're they are the aliens organisms they are the artificial they they're everyone's worried about fucking aliens coming and taking over it's done it's happened we're embedded within them. That's why we're fucking each other over all the time and fucking up the planet 
We're doing all this shit against our own interests. Wow. It's like I, t I, I have an analogy. I said, you know, a lot of people that's on the so-called top of the hill, they don't, they don't really concern, they're not really concerned with what's happening on the bottom of the hill. But I, my thing is, they must be concerned because nine times out of ten, what you did, what you did affected what's happening on the bottom of the hill. And most of them, your money comes from the bottom of the hill. Right. And I said, so that shit is not going to work. It's yeah. not going to, it's going to, it's got to change. So, and I would say, ask Marie Antoinette how that shit worked for her. <laughs> it didn't turn out that good. Not for her, no. no. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah. You know, ask them how that shit worked for them. You know, and yeah. it's, it's, it's got to be more equitable. It's got to. It's got to. And Americans don't know that because it's been so long you and we've so. never had a revolution, yeah. really, you know. But in Europe, they get that because yeah. World War II was just a little while ago. And yeah. that was started because of the enforced poverty after World War I on yeah. Germany. So I think in Europe, there's a sense of like you can't have a lot of poor people or shit's going to get yeah, uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, mad crazy. But in this country, we don't seem to have that historical memory. I mean, do, does it need to be a memory or do you keep needing to get fucked? You know, Chris, to feel it. I mean, yeah. the, are you just getting numb? You just get numb to the, to the, you know, to what's happening to you. That that they give zero fucks about you. That they, you know, it's that you, you, you know, you get to see this thing. I mean, the, the I'm in Tuskegee, Chris. They don't have a hospital. Really? They don't have an urgent care. The the the, the, the supermarket closed down. I don't know when. And this is Tuskegee. This if hollow, any place would take care of the poor people. This hollow yeah. of yeah. fucking black history, dude. Yeah. You know, and um, and I'm there, and I and I'm honored because I get to see the statue that's been, in, like, burned into my mind since I was a kid. That statue of it's called um, "Lifting the Veil of, of Ignorance," where Booker T. Washington is lifting the veil off the. Have the you've seen that statue? The former no. slave. You got. You can look at it. It's, a, it's famous, but it's this, it's their statue. It's Booker T. Washington lifting the veil off this former slave's head, and um, and he's got papers and books and stuff on his lap. The slave does, and it's like it's just it's just a powerful thing that I've referenced like literally most of my life. So to, to be last year, to be able to stand in front of it and to be able to address, you know, a, the school um, in a keynote was amazing, but mm. I felt sad that this yeah. place, you know, is like this. Um, I, and I mean, there I saw nothing but opportunity, but um, uh, that sh it's gotta change, man. It's gotta, there's no reason right. that, that's, that, that that school should be lifted up and held to the highest esteem that's available to mankind. You know, for what they've done. I mean, the Trail of Tears, supposedly, I was told, started there. You know, with the Indians, um, the Tuskegee experiment that most people know about. I was told as a kid, we thought it was, a, you know, a hundred men or forty men or something. There's supposed to be thousands of people, including women. Mm -hmm. So to this day, Chris, they still see the effects of the Tuskegee experiment. And anybody that don't know what it is, look it up. Syphilis. It's, yes, yeah. syphilis. They, they gave they they gave people syphilis. Uh, unbeknownst to them. Yeah, they intentionally. Them, to intentionally to study, study them. Yeah. But they didn't tell them they had studies. So these people were out still having sex and still living their life, but they couldn't get, They could, most of them couldn't get hired yeah. somewhere. And this is the 40s? Yep. Yeah, this is recent. This is... So yeah, and the good. this was yeah. good, some government shit. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, um, and, then, and then people wonder, oh, why is everyone a cons conspiracy theorist? Yeah, you know, why don't you believe it? Because it's not a... Because that shit happens. Because yeah. <laughs> it's not a, It's real shit. Yeah. Yeah, so no, man. And to see and to get, you know, because I was, I was with some um, scholars and academics there, and they took me around and to say that they're still seeing the effects of the Tuskegee experiment on the population of Tuskegee, Alabama. It saddened me, man. And I'm standing in the house of George Washington Carver. I'm standing in Carver's house. Hmm. I mean, it's, it was amazing, you know, it, and then it was, it saddened me, you know, Tuskegee Airmen, that's where they flew out from, right. you know, so, um, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, so I, what's, let's get practical. What, because you're a practical guy, right? You'd I'm like to get to your hands dirty. Yeah. What, what is the answer to this? You know, you've got a system where, I don't know how many, what is it, 40% of young black men are cycling through prison at any prison time? industrial complex. But you, even that, Chris, I mean, most people don't think about it. Yo, all you guys should go watch 13. It's yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. But even that, you think black people are what, 13.2, 13.5% of the population, right? How the fuck are we 60, 75% of the people in prison? Right. It makes no sense. Shouldn't that, shouldn't that uh, statistic, shouldn't it be somewhere else that's good? It doesn't make sense. So that, so that's that whole fear of a black planet. Oh, every demonizing black people, they're all robbers, rapists, killers, you know, keep them from your wives and your kids, you know, keep them in the kitchen. That's where that bullshit, it's, it's, it's still that effect from, 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 years and years ago and people all oh, get over it get over it no fucker you get, get it you get educated yeah you know and, and realize how this is how this is still happening well you can't get over it if it isn't over exactly like what the fuck it's you guys heard happening. that here you cannot get over it if, <laughs> if it ain't over if it ain't over <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah. using, I'm using that in my speech Please at the, at, at the uh, California African American Museum next week, Chris. I'm telling you. All right. Have you read the new Jim Crow? Yeah, I started reading it. I mean, I live it. Same I know. Thing. You don't I, need I, to I read met it. Michelle. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. People, people think they don't understand that, that that we need people in prison, Chris. We have to have people in prison. It's mandatory. What is a prison if you don't have nobody in it? Got to fill those beds. But who do we choose? to have in prison. People okay, who could so, fuck up the system. Exactly, so all yeah. you white folks must realize there's only 13% black people, okay? So they're gonna run out of black people in a minute. So who do you think they're coming after next? Mexicans. No, they're gonna run out Mexican of Mexicans. Mexican rapists, man. <laughs> Excuse me. They're gonna run out of Mexicans. Who yeah, do you think yeah. they're coming out next? Yeah. And they still building prison. They you know who they're coming after is Trump voters. Right. <laughs> you know, these rednecks who vote for Trump think they're they're getting they're winning something. But did you see that he actually Sad. went on? T, you know, shortly after he won, he went on and did the whole campaign where he told him basically what I told you was a bunch of shit in yeah. the face, and the people are still applauding him. Yeah. No, he was open about it. I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, they'd yeah. still vote for me. The dude was like, yeah, yeah. this is not. That shit is insane. It was all, it's all performance art. What are we going to do about that, though, dude? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I kind of vacillate between feeling, you know, the reason I want to come and talk to you and, and other people who are doing something practical and inspiring is that otherwise I just get so fucking, like, depressed. You know, because I, when I look at history, I see every civilization has collapsed, without exception. Every major civilization goes so through the which, same life. With that study, cycle. though, Chris, what have it? What have you seen it collapse from? 
Uh, they all go through the same cycle. Mm -hmm. they, there's a great book on this called A Short History of Progress by Ronald Wright, who's a Canadian historian. What, you read a book every hour with the fuck? No, I just read a bunch in my 30s and 40s, and now I don't stop talking about you it. You know? <laughs> it's like my sex life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about building up memories, you know? That's, but uh, anyway, the, the short history of progress is great. He talks about Assyria and the Romans and the Greeks and the um, uh, Easter Island, uh, the Aztecs, the Mayans. Anyway, not the Aztecs, but the Mayans. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they, they all go through the same process. They, the, the empire begins. Uh, there's a period of sort of intellectual growth and science and interesting things happening. The armies go out. They, it expands. It takes over neighboring, you know. Then they start to extract value from the colonies, right, through taxes or slaves or whatever it is, diamonds. food and diamonds and all this. So, so the wealth is moving toward the center. The center now uh, becomes corrupted because now there's all this wealth and nobody has to do shit anymore, everything's great. So it becomes corrupted and uh, it's like a Ponzi scheme. It has to keep expanding in order to keep living. It gets to a point where it can't expand anymore so and the whole fucking you, thing collapses. It's so funny you use that. And I, that's something I did in one of my speeches because I, I, you know, when you really look at it, I, I tell people, we're living in a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. I mean, like the mortgage shit, you right. know, and I mean, it, they proved that that was some bullshit. Like, I, and I'm fighting it now in case you guys want to help uh, www.gofundme slash save the gangster garden. Save the gangster. So that's your that's, being threatened with losing yeah, no, this property? I'm, it's not threatening. It is. I, I, it's basically we're fighting to, to get it back. You know, um, from whom? From, from the this bank? company called. No, they, it was sold in a foreclosure sale that wasn't supposed to happen because there was. Um, we were suing the bank, you know, because they were trying to get, you know, modifications and nothing would happen, which is so funny because you want to, that should be, they should have a RICO on these banks and yeah. they don't oh, yeah. run in a criminal enterprise. Yeah. Cause that's what, that's what it has been. It's been, it's, but they're, they haven't other countries. They couldn't, I don't think they could get away with what they're doing here. And Iceland, a bunch of bankers went to jail yeah, no, after the that's collapse. What should happen here. Yeah. That's what should happen here because it is, it's a criminal enterprise and they're, you know, you, you know, the modifications that were supposed to, they know the product that they were selling was some bullshit, but they let it happen. And, and, um, they win when it's bad and they win they still win when it's good yeah you know so that the, so now we're caught up we're caught up in that and we're you know uh, we're trying to save this place now you know with that and it's um and it's a fight and it's costing it's costing me some a lot of money but i'm fighting i mean i don't i'm tired of them winning like that chris you know uh, and it's by design it's by design but right now in this place it's being gentrified yeah. You know, majorly, and so but that's, what, they want this property. Oh, they want. It. I mean, yeah. but what's happening with? Um, but we have to realize too that the gentrifiers are being gentrified because now you got people that got more. Whereas you know you're in Venice and you like, you know, I could go eight fifty one yeah. million, but that one point five. Yeah. Yeah. I, in 1.7 for a thousand yeah. square feet, I can't do it. And that's what, and so now where are they going to go? So now they're calling themselves urban pioneers and they're coming to these areas. Oh, it's really nice. It's the same house that I had in, in, 
in um, Santa Monica. You know what? I got here a little early, so I had so to go. You rode around, yeah. I rode around a little bit. I had to go get something notarized. Right. I just bought a van. Did you? Uh, a used van, a big ass Sprinter. I'm gonna, uh-huh. I'm gonna take the podcast on the road this summer nice. and ride around the country. Nice. And w- and one of the things I want to do is. Uh, is stop in, a, you know, because exactly what you're talking about, this gentrification yeah. process is happening on a national scale. Everywhere. Cities are too expensive. Yeah. So young people are setting up in little towns. So there's like this rebirth of small towns where people are growing their own food and they're self-sufficient and they're taking care of each other. And that's why I said, that's why I was saying I saw opportunity in, um, in Tuskegee. Right. I mean, uh, if you get real quick, if you run to Dallas right now, you can still get some stuff. Uh, you know, that's kind of yeah. reasonable in, in certain areas. You've been to Detroit? Years ago. I've been. Like, I, you go there now, you can buy a house for like a thousand bucks. And well, there's a whole food. They about to shut that down. Yeah, I know. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. That's why people can't say nothing bad. I mean, when Walter Rob was there, uh, you know, he's been a big inspiration and a big help to me. So I, yeah. I can't say nothing bad. They didn't have to do that. They, don't, they didn't have to put in the stores that they put in some of these neighborhoods right. that they did. You know, and people don't know what you have they think a machine that big can just stop and change this immediately and and you can't you know um they've had like certain facts certain uh, say they're getting their mangoes from somewhere and all of a sudden it's devastated they go back in and help these people put their infrastructure back together because we need your mangoes dude right <laughs> and that's in, they do stuff like this but the average right. citizen you know they go in and, and they think they're gouging and the price is too high they don't know what it takes to yeah, well, and there. also what it takes to maintain a market for organic food. Exactly. You know, and that's really important. Yep. You're not going to grow organic food if you don't have a place to sell it exactly. and if you're not going to make a premium on it because it takes more work. And it, and it shouldn't be organic. It shouldn't. That should be know, normal. It, it should be normal. Yeah. You know, like it was yeah. back in the day. There was no, or, everything was organic, you know, yeah. uh, until they started using all these extra chemicals that they had laying around from wars and different shit. Rachel Carson. You know? You know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that, the, the whole pesticide thing yeah. was leftover chemicals from World War II that they were going to use in chemical warfare. Yeah, like, oh, should we just get We got to sell this. Just, Who are we going to sell this to? Or, <laughs> create a market let's spray it on the food yeah that's it that'll work and then let's cure cancer yeah because where (laughs) did it come from yeah you know it's an interesting system no it it it, it's a ponzi scheme you know that we're living in and it's like damn (laughs) anyway what i was saying is i was driving down the road here and i saw two white dudes jogging with their shirts off and i thought so what the fuck is (laughs) what kind of white dude is jogging through (laughs) south central look what do we got? <laughs> chemtrails? Yeah. Do you, you seriously believe in chemtrails? Come on, man. I've seen them <laughs> lay them down. Have you ever been on Rogan's show? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, it didn't go well? Yeah, it went really well. It's popular, popular as hell. Yeah. I, me and his show was popular. Yeah. Yeah. So why unfortunately? What's the day I got burglarized? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> seriously? I never, so I'll never forget that day. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a long story. Somebody broke into your house while you were yeah, doing the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think they knew no, you were I, out? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. No. I mean, who the fuck knows? Fuck, I've done a show like 20 times, never been robbed. You know? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm white, isn't it, Rob? Maybe. Maybe. It does have its privileges. It's like the American oh, no Express doubt. card. No doubt. My yeah. wife's black, all right? right. So I, <laughs> I know a bit about does, the does, experience. Does she ever have you go in sometimes and get the room or whatever, or get the reservation so she won't have to go through the bullshit? <laughs> Well, you know, she's African, mm-hmm. so it's a different I, kind of black. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Tisilla, yeah. Yep. 
Uh, she, you know, and my best buddy's married to a woman from Congo. Mm-hmm. And they live in Canada now. So you guys got real jungle fever, not that imitation American jungle fever shit. Yeah, (laughs) we went to the source. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've got it. I don't know if it's jungle fever. I just don't find white American women very attractive. Really? Yeah. Mm. Got to the point where one time I brought a Korean girl home. And uh, my my parents are cool. Right. You know, my sister's married to a black dude, too. Damn. There's, there's like a whole thing. I wow. don't know what it is. Tell uh, your sister I said hi. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, right. You've met her. I mean, She's been over here. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, uh, my mom later said to me, honey, why don't you like white girls? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really explain. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I, I must, see my. I tell <laughs> nothing them, against the white women. No, out nothing there against listening. the. I, don't, I mean, women. I love my. I love women. Period. Now, see, yeah. my. I have a son that has a thing for white women. You know, and it's like it, it kind of bothers. See, I tell people my my penis doesn't set trip. You know what set trip means is like it's a, a street gang term. It's like a set like this set doesn't right. hang with this right, set right. so you can take it to the jews don't hang with the christians right, or right. the muslims don't hang with the you know but and yeah. it's really came from like this gang don't hang with this gang this right. neighborhood don't hang so my dick don't set trip right. anybody hey right you know make me laugh right you know and yeah. it's on and cracking <laughs> yeah for me i think it's a cultural it's not aesthetic right. it's not about what someone looks like for it's, sure it's, for sure you know i love to travel yeah. i love to learn new things oh, totally so if i can be with a woman who's from another and part of the world yep. and telling me things i've never thought of that's, that I love stimulates that. the yeah. hell out of you come yeah. on it, who wouldn't it yeah yeah so you know so a suburban white world i i know it i don't need to hear more about that no and that's i mean and that's what um I mean, after Ted, you know, I got to go places that I had never been, you know. So where have you been? Like, you Greece, been? Man, please. You from been? Greece to really? Qatar to well, one of the first trips I did. No was shit. From Greece. Nobody invited me anywhere after Ted. Well, uh, somebody from Ted invited me to Greece. Oh, there you, you know, go. Like, hey, come to Greece. And uh, I went to Greece. And uh, it was, it was, I'm like, what is that, is that the... You know, it's like you just sitting oh, next the, to ruins. The yeah, yeah, no, and that's what the fuck it was. Yeah, How'd yeah. you get that? I'm like yeah. having lunch, and I'm like, is that is the that... propolis? What the, what the fuck? <laughs> is you that know? a recreation? Exactly, yeah. it's right there. It's yeah. like yeah. <laughs> I'm eating a sandwich, and I look yeah. around, and the propolis just sitting there. And yeah. oh, you know, oh yeah, we're going there tomorrow night to see. Um, was it Diane? Uh, what was um, Alvis Costello's wife? Oh, man. no shit. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Diana Crawl. Diana Crawl. I'm like, damn, I saw nice. Diana Crawl at the Acropolis. Nice. What the fuck? So, no, it was, you know, from Qatar to Oman to yeah. Sussex, Utah. Talking about your project here. Yeah. And a lot of it's like, hey, just, you know, we want to see you going. I mean, I went to Sussex, UK, and um, I went to uh, Shetfield, and I spoke at the university there a couple of times, and I did. And I did this thing called Festival of the Minds, and I was there for a week, and it's like just the most beautiful soul. So what I have done has definitely spread, yeah. you know, around the planet. I mean, they, they named this garden after me in, in Bristol's UK. And, yeah. you know, I'm in, you know, I got kids in India. This father sends me pictures. It's like they probably were 10 and 12, and they send me pictures calling themselves gangster gardeners, and they... And I'm like, why do they get it, but these Americans and older people don't get it, you know? 
that he said they're recruiting other gangsters from a you know around the neighborhood to start growing food and then you know they're using it because he said they watch your video they was watching my ted he said they watch your ted every day yeah and i'm like send me these pictures from india i mean my shit's reached india i'm like i can i can stop doing what i'm doing i've had a busload of of, of people from harvard come over here and i'm like you white folks must be really bored huh yeah and they're like i said there's a black guy in south central he planted a carrot Oh my God, let's get on the plane. You know, it's like, it's your life. So what is it? Do you think it's like there's some sort of glamor, the whole gangster gardener thing, and it it's like a, the, no, the, the I, juxtaposition? I don't, even, I don't even think they attach to that. I think they attach to what I'm doing. Because most people, you know, they call me the, the urban or the gorilla gardener, you know, and I don't, and like, no, I coined gangster because I wanted to flip the script on what we consider gangster. You know, what we consider gangster is this misogynistic shit, dealing drugs, you know, mm -hmm. being cool, you know, and it doesn't have anything to do with being educated, being mm -hmm. self-sustaining, right. building Generous. your community. It doesn't have nothing to do with that, what these kids get. It's like getting high, getting drunk, getting high, getting drunk, right. getting high, and getting drunk. Right. You know, but it, none, of, none of this, none of that whole gangster mentality is telling people that these skills you learn in, you know, doing all that shit can be translated to corporate America, you know. Uh, so that's that's what I want to know. This soil is gangster as fuck. Right. Being educated is gangster. Right. Being self-sustaining is gangster. You know, building your community, not tearing it down, not terrorizing your community. That shit is gangster. Taking care of it. Exactly. And that's yeah. so that's where that's why I'm like, no, this this soil, you can't get no more gangster than Mother Nature. Right. And that's what. So I wanted to change the whole message, Chris, on what a gangster is. And that's what I'm saying. This 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 11 and 12 year old in India, they got it. Right. They weren't, you know, they weren't. They were kids. They're right. like, hey, we're gangster guards. Look, we're planting food. Right. You know. So now, I mean, the fact that you know, I got some grannies in in the UK I planted some shit last week and I'm gonna plant some shit next week you know I'm like whoa I, I mean you can't make this shit up nor can you yeah I didn't who did who knew that this would go here who yeah. knew that you know that that um you know that that I would be you know some of the places that I wound up talking to some places and you know that I'm in Texas and a woman comes up to me a young you know girl says I quit my job because of you and I started this company you know, and can would you take this T-shirt from the from my, and it's like, and I'm like, wow. So you know, I'm in Torino, Italy, at Slow Foods, um, and conference, which was fucking amazing because hmm. it took over the whole city this year. Really insane, Chris. You would have died. It yeah, was, Italy's and, great. And, for and then food. my film, I have a film called Can You Dig This, hmm. and. Uh, it's available they, online? Yes, yeah, available everywhere. Okay. everywhere. And they, can and you dig this? Can you dig this? And it's um, John Legend came on, did some music. Oh, nice. Course, executive produced. And so this, and they showed in Torino, in the in the most famous building in Torino, the cinema, the cinema of movies or something. And it was just, it was a mosque that they never used, and they turned it into a into this museum of their cinema art. And um, so I'm there and a guy comes up to me from uh, Columbia. He says, oh my God, Ron Finley. Me and Alice Water, we, we, my Alice Waters, we did a talk on uh, a panel there. So he comes up to me and he says, can, please, can I show you this? And he takes out his phone and he shows me these pictures of this apartment building with this lion that what it looked like and what it looks like now, because they took over the land in front of the apartment building and then 
they put food, they put a garden, and then the person next, the other apartment building's gonna let them do it, and they're doing it in schools. So, I mean, so I'm like, damn, dude, you're from South Central, you're in Torino, and here's a guy from Columbia showing you how he's doing work inspired by you in Colombia. Yeah. So that's how that's how it's his spread. And I mean I want to continue and all this is the epicenter. Yeah. Right where we're this this is where we're standing, where we're sitting. This is the epicenter. And that's why I want to continue to do it. I mean, it's been hard raising money yeah. to, to do this. That'll take that'll take it out of you. Yeah, no, and, and I money. tell people this shit ain't for the faint of heart. That's you know, right. and it's yeah. like people like and I've had billionaires come oh congratulations, I heard about you. Keep doing what you're doing. Has they run away? Yeah. You know, it's like, well, why don't you help me do what I do if you think it's so inspiring and you see that I'm changing people? Why don't you assist me in doing this? Yeah. You know, and that's that's the part people that people think because I'm going these places, they think that they see me all, man. I see you all over the world. They think that I'm rich and, yeah. and that, you know, and that shit's great. No, shit's not great. You know, I, I love what I'm doing and I love what I get to do. But it could be if I'm doing this with nothing. Imagine if I had some help, you yeah. know, what the hell I could do. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with this, man. Send money to Ron. What's, what's the website? What's the website? My website is Ron Ron Finley. You, I mean, it's a couple of ways. They can go PayPal. They can go to RonFinley.com and, and just give it to PayPal, which I get more money. Or they can go to GoFundMe slash Save the Gangster Garden. Save the Gangster Garden. Yeah. G a n g s t a. Oh, gangsta. Mm -hmm. Gangsta. So what's coming next for you, man? Like after you resolve this situation, this is obviously uh, like I'm going. Uh, they want me to keynote uh, Slow Foods uh, USA in in Denver. When they, they need to find some money, maybe in May. But before uh -huh. that, I'm going to I'm doing a, re a residence uh, was artist in residence and in, at Florida in Florida at a university uh -huh. um, for about a week. Uh, this week, this next week, I'm, I'm doing a, a talk at the California African American Museum um, on activism and a whole lot of other shit. And um, I'm going to, was it Kazakhstan or Kosovo to work in a refugee camp? Really? Yeah. In, in May? Yep. Damn, dude. <laughs> no, that's, I, I want, want your frequent flyer miles. Yeah. You're all over the place. Yeah. What, what kind of refugee camp? Is Syrians coming I up from so. the war? Yeah. yeah. How'd, yeah. how'd you get hooked up with that? The, the, this, it's called Lemon Tree Trust. The, um, the hunts out of um, Dallas, Hunt Oil. They, you know, they, they run it. They, they're helping. You know, they support this camp. And what, what I didn't know, we had a meeting, you know, they brought, hey, we want you to come to Sussex, you know, for this meeting. So we're in Sussex and we're in this, like, mansion. <laughs> there used to be a pub, you know, and they build all around it. And I'm like, in the countryside in England, it was just fucking amazing. I mean, this is beautiful, man. Yeah, super and, green. Um, and so I'm there, and so I, it was basically a, I guess uh, a primer to what to expect and what's happening. I didn't know that these refugee camps, they're up for 20 years, over yeah. 20,000 20, people plus maybe, and 1%, Chris, 1% leaves the camp. Ever? Ever. I mean, no. So where do they go, Chris? Where do they, they have to disperse these camps in, tw in 20 years. Yeah. Where do these people go? And this is just, this is all over the world. And I, yeah, it's gone. It's not. So you think like, holy shit. So you're going to plant some food there? Is that Yeah, the we're going to do some workshops. Um, we're going to do some workshops with um, 
with the with the citizens, and you got to think life is still happening. I yeah. mean, even though these people, a lot people of them, are growing up, they have nothing. Kids. They're having yeah. kids. They're yeah. they're starting businesses. They're, they're life is still happening. You know, like like you said, what you say, Chris? Eat shit and and, and die. <laughs> and die. <laughs> I mean, and that's 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 what's yeah. happening. At these the life is still we're we're still yeah. animals. We're still human beings. Yeah. We're still. So it's 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 terrible, man. That this stuff is like even with the with the for, going back to the foreclosure and the the mortgage fraud and all that bullshit. Seniors in the United States are killing themselves. Yeah. Because they're losing their homes. Yeah. And this is not being reported like it should be. Far as I'm concerned, what are they gonna do about this shit? The banks get bailed out, but what about the citizens that supported these fucking banks to fuck them? That's what I'm saying. The institutions are ruling the world, exactly. and we're just stuck inside them, yeah, going not, where they well, take us. Well, that's the way it is, and it, it can't be changed. Fuck that. No. No, it, we can it change. It can be it. changed, but no. we've got to shut it down. Yeah. No, yeah. we we can change, and yeah. that's what I mean. I, when I found that out. You know, because I found out a lot of information being in this. The numbers right now are staggering that yeah. people are losing their houses. It's, yeah. it's staggering. People think people have recovered from this depression that they keep calling a recession, but they haven't. Yeah. And for me to see the, the numbers that I've, that I've been seeing, it's staggering. But the fact that I'm, and I know what the stress that it's causing me, because I can imagine, you know, you're 70 years old, you've been in your house for how long? Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden you're, you're you know, because your pension was tied in with yeah. the mortgage company, <laughs> you know, and all yeah. of a sudden you have none and your social security is not definitely not taking care of it. What are you going to do? And these people, I'm not living on the street. Yeah. I didn't come. I'm not, I, I didn't come here. So what did they? So you, you, you commit suicide. Check out. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's it's skyrocketing. Yeah. People who seem like they have it all set up. Yeah. It's all falling, the bottom's falling out of the bucket. Yeah, so. But you know, what you're doing is so cool because it's, you know, it, it ties into so many things. Self-sufficiency, you can feed yourself. Beauty, you're creating beauty and creating global change by doing something locally. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. It's it is, I mean, and, and, it, and it's, I mean, we're, it's the same air, Chris. Yeah. Every fucking same water. water. You know they tried to make uh, <laughs> rain what? private property in they, Bolivia. Come on, man. They tried it's illegal. In Bolivia. In, it's illegal shit, to in, catch the rain. In Portland, dude. People were getting arrested for catching Stop, the rain, dude. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, Jesus. And there's a lot of fucking rain in Portland too. Man, there was there was. It's ridiculous. You I can't mean, have chickens. You can't hang your laundry outside. Right. You got to use your dryer. <laughs> Fuck! Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> This is crazy. We got to change this. It's 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 it's. I don't I. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what. We, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm doing my part. Yep. You know, I'm trying, yeah. and I think if we all just stood and did a little piece, I mean, it's like that journey of a million, you know, miles starts with one footstep. I think we uh, it, we can get there. We can we can just say fuck this. No, yeah. I mean, almost like with the with the with the women's march, what it did. I mean, that's probably gonna wind up being the biggest march in history. I right. think because right. of the numbers. But okay, now what? Where's let's? How do we? You know, put that power in a in a circuit box and yeah. change shit. You know, yeah, we're frustrated. Yeah, we don't want this shit to happen. Yeah, you know, uh, don't grab my pussy and all that. But how do we? Okay, now what? Let's. How do we change this shit? How do we let them know? No, we serious, dude. How do we start storming off? What do we do, Chris? That's yeah. where it's at. Now it's not about the protest. It's a not about strike. Yeah, it's not. A, it's got. It's got to be some stealth shit that they. And I didn't want to be me. 
I didn't I didn't want to be now that people like I think that's Ron Finley. You know, I wanted to be it used to be who's the black guy? And then they go on about their business. Now it's like I think that's Ron Finley in this fucking internet. <laughs> they go on and they just get the whole gallery of pictures. Right. <laughs> but it used to be I was just I was a janitor. I didn't, and it was cool because I could do my work. I didn't want you to know I was in the bill. I didn't want mm. you to know what I'm up to. I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I wanted to be in stealth mode, man. And well, it's like because I think that's how a lot of this operation. If we just stop doing shit, we just stop supporting them. Yeah. Uh, Shit's gonna change. We okay, like this disinvestment thing from the banks. If we really, really stop, but it's like you said, the system got it fucked up. Where a lot of us can't really divest from the bank. Yeah. You know, because it's like all our everything is tied up with them. Yeah. But we, it's got to happen. I think it is happening. And, it is. Uh, and, you know, you I know you don't want to be in that role of the public spokesman for anything <laughs> and, you know, bring in hope and, you know, all that kind of shit. But you're there, dude. Right, you're there. Trust me, I know. Trust me. And you're doing a good job. So Thank you, man. Keep doing I know. I, I, I'm proud as hell of what I've accomplished in a very smart. But it also what that does is it creates a lot of envy. You know, for people mm. that's been doing shit for a long time, right. and they haven't gotten the traction that I've gotten. Right. You know, um, and I've seen it. I mean, I sh- shouldn't still be in doing what I'm doing. You know, because of the hits that I've had along the way. Even you know, opening the whole nonprofit, I had a f- uh, a fiscal sponsor. You know, this garden council here in L.A. They, you know, I got a grant. You know, from Annenberg for like sixty thousand, and I wasn't paying myself. You know, nothing. And uh, I barely now still take any money, and um, and they went after the sixty grand behind my back, and they're they're my fiscal sponsor, and a lot of people might not know what a fiscal sponsor, but that's if like Chris, you're you have a nonprofit, and I don't, I can come under your nonprofit, and so when you know when um, the Green Leaf Company wants to give me some money, they send it to you, you take your seven to twelve percent, whatever it is, and you give me my money. No, they tried to get the whole, the whole wop hmm. behind my back. Fortunately, somebody at the place like, "Yo, Ron, your people ain't your people." Right. <laughs> so, so now they didn't get it, but I didn't get it either because I didn't have my nonprofit status at the time. Uh-huh. And so that sixty just gone. So they Annenberg took it back. Oh yeah, no. And generally, they won't do that. Generally, a foundation won't take money back. They'll like figure it out. Okay, we gave, we don't want it back. We don't want it back. Hmm. But because of one of the, the relationship they they uh, they t- they said you know what you do with that money just send it back to us mm. and so that's that's what greed got them right you know they were greedy they were making more money from me than anybody that that was under their umbrella but it was this was envy and greed you know so that's the yeah. that's the shit i had i hired a guy to run the nonprofit. didn't bring no fucking money it just cost me it was getting 60 i wasn't getting shit i had to get you know, i didn't even have to fire he knew he was gone yeah so it's like it hasn't been. It's this shit ain't for the faint of heart, you know. <laughs> you know, I always, I, I try to avoid it, but I mean, I sometimes bitch about how my plan. I had it all worked out, man. Right. You know, until I, I was forty-five, mm-hmm. I was just sliding along under the radar. <laughs> I'm, you know, cash. I did this, did that, grew weed, did whatever right. I did, made some money here and there. I was fine. Didn't have to worry about taxes. Didn't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't even exist. Right. Had it all worked out. Then I wrote that fucking book. Oh man! Now what I, year was that? 2010. Fuck and now I've got you lawyers. Me, you telling me your ass has been a spook since 2010? You fucker! 
before 2010. After 2010, then it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm on TV and I got accountants and this and I that. I didn't have a Twitter lawyer. account. Lawyer. I didn't have a Twitter account when we did that. There, I come to find out people like Rene Recepi from, from Noma, the number one restaurant in the world. Uh -huh. They're tweeting me and all this, and I find this shit out. I, I didn't have none of that. <laughs> I didn't want, my Facebook was, was not under my name. Yeah. It was under an alias. You, yeah, you, you know, got to have a Because you could have name. an alias, but they, they stopped doing that. They yeah. let people find you. Know? Yeah. And um, I was like that. I didn't have, I, I, didn't, I wasn't like that with the tax shit, but I was, I didn't want you to know. And now... It's fucked up. Well, now you have to because you're the face you of this stuff, yeah, and, man. and that's part of the leverage you have. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Anyway, I'm gonna go home, push a few buttons, Yay. and a hundred thousand people are gonna listen to this. <laughs> Isn't that fucking weird? A hundred thousand people. Isn't that weird? Like, <laughs> and we're not aware of them at all. Exactly. We're sitting here bullshitting, <laughs> and. You know, I think about that sometimes. Like, I was at the Rose Bowl watching right. the, the, the game once, and that's like 50,000 people. Right, like, and, and, uh, and you look like, around the two Rose Two of these <laughs> are listening to my bullshit. Can you imagine if you and I were sitting, like, down right. on the 50-yard line be able to see of us. some massive stadium, wow. 100,000 people. The Astrodome. And we'd be, right. like, too scared to talk. That's just crazy. And people would be booing us. Right. And, <laughs> no, think Stop about that. Stop bitching about how famous you are, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 to be honest, if I could still do what I do, I'd give it back. You know, I, and, that, and that's real. I mean, because I want you to treat me like yeah. you treated me before, and I, right. I, I, I love that. I, but you want to inspire those kids in India. I know. So you and that's the no, cost, No, no, I'm man. saying I'm, that's the cost, but yeah. I, I wish... I could still do. I mean, I, I and, and sometimes I show up at places, you know, on on just I'll go somewhere, and just show up, you know, at a place that's relevant to what I'm doing, just to, you know, and don't tell them I'm coming or nothing. Mm. And just see the oh shit, you know, and see people freak out, and I see what it does for people, you know, and and I I, I love that. I want it to happen, you know, but it's it like you said, that's the cost. That's the cost, and 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 I don't mind paying it. If, if I keep seeing yeah. what I'm doing, if I, um, you know, uh, we took, um, I was with uh, the guys from Back to the Roots. It's a, uh, they got one of the first biodynamic cereals. What they, the badass shit that they just did was they replaced Kellogg's cereal in all of the schools in New York. All of the public schools in New York replaced Kellogg's cereal with Back to the Roots. No shit. Because the kids did a blind taste test. All the, uh, they had, they set up blind taste test. Right. Every kid liked their cereal better, and it's more healthy. Right. And so uh, we took, you know, we got together and we took some kids from Compton, South Central, and Orange County to the Natural Products Expo, which is just ginormous. You know about this? Just mm. ginormous food show and uh, expo or convention, and it was it was wonderful, man, to have these, to be able to have these, you know seven to what 13, 14 year old kids on the tray on the floor to see how their food is marketed to them and then we had set up um to have ceos talk to them at the show so we went to like clip bar different places uh, um and one of the one of the kids <laughs> the guy's talking about, i'm the ceo and the girl asked, little girl asked, raised his hand why are you the ceo what makes you a ceo <laughs> Good question. And he was like, he almost couldn't even answer the damn question. He was so taken back. But you know, I wanted, I wanted these kids to be able to, 
to realize that all of this shit is being marketed to you. Yeah. You know? I just took a video of you by mistake. I right. to get a photo. <laughs> yeah. With that butterfly in there. That's so, great. yeah. So, no, it was that. And, and doing stuff like that, that's what I want to do. That's yeah. the kind of stuff I want to do to realize that, have these kids realize that you can do this. You can look at, and also seeing where stuff comes from. You know, yeah. uh, understand the process. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. You so, know, I, man, I, I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I'm glad. I'm yeah. so happy we got a chance to to help spread the word, and I yeah. hope some people send you some money to help with this. Uh, keep this garden open, man. Yeah, because what people need to do, like, like people just doing what I'm doing, artists, activists. It, it, you know, I got the law changed here where you can plant food now. You know, and that I think. Like, I remember getting a call from t from the councilman's office when I was on the stage at TED, which was ironic as hell. Hmm. I'm standing in front of the Ted's, TED sign, and I get this call, and it's like, I'm like, you sure you got the right number? It's like, no, is this wrong? I'm like, yeah, but are you sure you got the right number? And they said, well, you know, we just wanted to, to congratulate you on your success and every, all the things you're doing. And, you know, I was in a fight with them to get this change. And um, they said, I said, what success? I'm not getting paid for anything. What success are you talking about? You know, the, the, we heard you're doing TED. And I'm like, no, uh, I'm at TED. I'm on the stage. I said, I'll talk to you later. And I'll right. So that was so, like, that's how, that's how that works. was at the rehearsal that I did at TED. Right. So, and the fact that now, I mean, me and the, con the councilman, the buds, you know, we got this law change that affects all of all of uh, L.A. So, yeah. So what is the to, law that you can grow food? You, you can grow food now on a parkway in Los uh, Angeles. Nice. So people need to know that uh, this affects everybody. We, we're not doing yeah. this for just us. So right. when a time when you have an activist, we need some help. Right. You know, so so stick together. Yeah. Stick in. This is the yeah. only kick in. Yeah. This is the only way we're going to we're going to change this. Exactly. And plant some shit. Yeah. Well, listen, man. <laughs> I don't know. You look 20 years younger than me. I don't know how the fuck old you are. But, you know, when you get old and you're ready to check out, I've got... There's a woman who was on this podcast, Caitlin... Uh, what the fuck is it? Dodie. Caitlin mm -hmm. Dodie. She's in L.A. She's a mortician. Mm -hmm. She's really cool. Mm -hmm. she's, she's, the, she's the hip mortician. Mm -hmm. And she's all about returning bodies to the earth. Totally. Oh, right. no. I, I mean, and we should be. It, this casket game, it's a joke. It's ridiculous. It's a joke, man. A hermetically sealed stainless Stop, steel casket. Dude. What the fuck you think 20, you're protecting 000, yourself? 20 grand. And you know, she told me something about those. <laughs> uh, because they're sealed, they're hermetically sealed, sometimes they, they explode. explode. Yeah. No, they do. It's real. And it's a scam. It's we don't need it. Put, a, put me in a potato sack. Put me in a, in a coffee bean bag. Yeah. Put a bag and put me under a tree. Yeah. I mean, what exactly. happens to this What's shit in the forest? Than Come that? on, man. Stop. To save all that money. And people say, oh, I don't shit where I eat. Well, you should you shit, shit where, where you eat. Because <laughs> that's good fertilizer you're throwing away, man. That's if you ain't doing a lot of drugs. <laughs> No, we need to change that whole, that's yeah. another show though, Chris, when we get to talking about the waste, you know. I yeah. mean, they literally, in England, when I was in the UK, they, they're collecting urine in yeah. the street. You send us Uric toilets. Uric acid's good yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. I piss on my marijuana Come plants on, all the all time. The time. <laughs> Not so directly. Wait, piss, wait, piss in a bucket of rainwater. Right, right, and put and it, mix yeah. it in. Yeah. <laughs> but no, people need to, to wake up and realize that, I mean, that this, I mean, how people, they buy cow urine. Yeah. For the plant. They buy they buy cow blood, you know, blood meal. Where yeah. you think that, why you think they call it blood meal and bone meal? Yeah. Why you it's bones in its blood. That yeah. shit's real. So yeah. but we that's 
you know, we, we got to change that, man. Yeah. Um, and that's and what all, I'm trying to do. It's all returning to the right. way it's always been. You know, I say like we've, in this book I'm writing called Civilized to Death, yeah. right? And the subtitle is why everything's amazing, but nobody's happy. Right. So you hear I got, me. I already you got the me. title. I'll get a blurb. Maybe I'll get a blurb from you. I'll get Ron Finley there on the cover. Uh, Civilized to, to death. death. That's dope as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> So the idea is like we we built a zoo, but we built a really bad zoo. Yeah. Right? We built the fucking Calcutta Zoo that we're all sitting in cages, you know, in our own shit going, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. But what we need is the San Diego Zoo. Right. We need a zoo that replicates our natural environment. So you're doing that with the garden, with the beauty, the plants. Like walk outside, pick something and eat it. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. We need to, to reconnect to this shit. I'll, I'll, I'll show you real quick. Just You can just step in and look at the inside. Yeah, quick, See cool. the garden in there. All right, let's wrap this up. Cool. Hey, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank been, you. I mean, no, I'm I, really it's glad seeing you, man. Um, this podcast gives me a chance to hang out with people That's who dope. otherwise are too fucking busy. That's so dope. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> People, I won't be coming home. I'll be walking in the streets tonight, shaking hands with everybody I meet. Saying the king had a dream, and now it's my real life. The king had a dream, and now it's my real life. I saw a man stop running. He ran so fast, he began to fly. He flew across America and then over the world. And if he can do it, so can I. And my children will say, so can I. Singing, yes, I am. Singing, I am a man. And I know that I can. Cause the king had a dream and now I know I can Be all I can Tell my people I won't be coming home I'll be dancing in the streets tonight And tell your people they can all come along There's a a party in the streets tonight Don't you worry about no Babylon Could they be switching off their guns and their hose pipes We'll be singing freedom songs till the early morning Come on, join in if you like Cause the king had a dream and now it's my real life Singing Yes, I am singing, I am a man, and I know that I can, cause the king had a dream and now I know I can, I've seen over the mountaintop I have, so the king had a dream and now I know I can. 
all I can. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Thank you to everybody who supports the podcast through Patreon.com. You can decide how much you want to give the podcast a buck a month, five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, or you can get completely crazy and give 20 bucks a month or more. Or you can give nothing. If you don't have any cash, don't worry about it. Just enjoy the podcast and tell your friends. The other way you can support the podcast is if you buy shit through Amazon.com or you know someone who does, please direct them through the link on my page chrisryanphd.com you click on that baby once bookmark the landing page on amazon and then eight to ten percent of whatever you spend will come to support the podcast at no extra cost to you or your loved ones thank you to basin and range for that opening music at the beginning of the podcast very funky little tune there uh called the bright side of the sun i believe you can find out more about them at basinandrangeband.com if you want to talk about the podcast with other listeners a good place to do that is on reddit just search tangentially speaking all one word there's a community of a couple hundred people in there chatting about the episodes i drop in occasionally and say hello answer questions whatever uh thanks to shore design t-shirts our garage is full of them my mom has them all organized as only she can julie thank you to julie my mom she'll send those t-shirts out to you if you order them everything we've got in stock is from shore design t-shirts in Thailand, and you can check out their webpage as well for other designs. Thank you to Carsey Blanton. You can find out more about Carsey Blanton at CarseyBlanton.com. C A R S I E B L A N T O N.com. She wrote and performed the song you're about to hear, which is called Smoke Alarm, and it's a reminder to carpe fucking diem while you still can because, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna die one day. Here's to you, Bennett. He said, baby, what's a big deal? Feel what you want to feel. Say what you want to say. You're going to die one day. For example, I could kiss you just because I want to. What's the difference if you turn away? I'm going to die one day. Why do you waste your time thinking about your reputation? Trying to meet an expectation, wondering what they're gonna say. When everyone you've ever known is headed for a headstone. Doesn't ask for much A little music and a soft touch Why don't you let it out to play Your heart is in a birdcage Singing in your chest You wanna shut it up but give it a rest You're gonna die one day Why do we waste our time Thinking about a reputation
a big deal if you want to be free say what you want to feel spend the night with me i'm gonna take you up in my arms and if we must go down we'll go singing to the smoke alarms we'll dance into the ground